Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of the She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today I have with me. Oh, very good trumpet sound. Yeah, this is where you, I just say your name. Um, my name? I thought you were supposed to say the name. No, I thought you were going to say Kirby Brunslick. Oh, well, that's not how it works, though. Like, you don't, but you're a talk like, show host doesn't go like, really excited, we've got a great show tonight. Tonight we have. Listen. And then they make the person come on. They're like, it's James Corden. <laughs> okay, but you're like a co-host on these these things. So huh? I is this how you're going to be the whole episode? Yep. <laughs> you said we agree too much. <laughs> okay. So I didn't tell you what we were going to talk about as pre-question chatter. But as I was not properly preparing for today's question on my run this morning... You know what I was listening to? I was listening to Morbid, um, my newest obsession. Uh, For those of you listening to this podcast later in life, we are like a week and a half away from Halloween. And so although I do not watch scary movies, neither of us are scary movie people. No. (laughs) No. At one point I kind of was, but not really anymore. I'm trying to think of a movie that like isn't even considered scary. And I'm like, nope, I can't watch it. It's too scary. Well, I stopped watching The Walking Dead just because it was like getting into my dreams and <laughs> yeah. like how I felt about the world. Yeah. So, um, but I have been loving me a true crime series lately called Morbid. I think I talked about it in last week's episode. But so I'm not going to go into details. But I do have a question and I needed to do it with somebody else on like with you because it would have been a really weird topic to bring up solo. But so, you know, in like how they say that, like the victim was only able to be identified by their dental records. Yeah. I have questions. Okay. Why? Why do you think I'm the one to answer this? Well, I don't know. But like, I'm not going to have a dentist. on. I could have a dentist on. Great. Ear tag that for later. Okay. Um, so how long do you think dental records, like it got me thinking like, oh God, I have not really been at the dentist this year because, not because I'm afraid of COVID, but just because I'm a lazy person and I'm like, yeah. Um, so like if my dental record when and what are these x-rays or are these like moldings? What dental records are they talking about? Should we be concerned? Do our children have dental records? Are they adequate? I think we're fine because I would guess what it is, is if they found a 
I think usually you have an idea of who you think the victim is, then you can match it up. So like if I died and they found my body three or four years from now and they said like, we think this is the body of Kirby Brunswick. By the way, this is Kirby on the show. He never introduced me. You introduced yourself anyways. <laughs> um, if they were to find my remains and they said, we think this is Kirby, but we're not sure. The only thing we have is like part of the jawbone. They could go in and they would go, on tooth number 14 in the back. I don't know what, they're all numbered, but whatever. One of the back molars has a silver filling on the back right edge of it. Yep, that matches Kirby's dental records. Like there is a chip in the, you know, there's a, a little metal thing that links the front two teeth. Yep, from records, we know Kirby has that. So I have a follow-up question. Okay. Of where this is really going. It's a little bit of a chip on my shoulder as to like, how come they not, how come they chose the teeth? Like, how come they didn't go like, hey, chiropractor, uh, can you check this guy? Like, all we have is a spine and some teeth, and they chose the dentist. But then I was running and thinking. As, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you figured this as out. This argument is going in my head of like, well, okay, could you? And I would probably say yes on the phone to the detective. And then I'd like, what, pull out their Insight CLA, like their EMG scan and be like, well, um. And by this point, all the soft <laughs> tissue has dissolved. So none of the, if you're like, oh, they're always, their L5 is always subluxated. They'd be like, there's no discs or muscles <laughs> or ligaments, any, like nothing. It's all just bones. All right. I just, I felt a little. I just felt a little uh, jealous for a second that my office will never get called to identify the nervous system of well, a rotting man. I am glad that you took these stories of tragic loss and terror and found a way to make it about you. <laughs> well, okay. Anyways, you're such a jerk. But you can see why I couldn't have that conversation just by myself. Yeah. And I needed to get it in before Halloween, because then otherwise it's completely not timely that we'd be talking about such inappropriate stuff. Well, I'm glad we could get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. It's important stuff. If this is the first time you've listened to the She Slays the Day podcast, I apologize. I will be listing like six different episodes later for you to go listen to. Don't worry. But And they all start with murder. They all weirdly start with murder. Okay. Should we do a listener highlight? This sure. is a long episode, so I'm really glad I took five minutes to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so this week we have a very recent review from Rachel Madraga. Madraga? Madraga. Madraga. That, that's halloween yes. All right. She uh, has a review called Obsessed. Dr. Lauren, I am a chiropractic student graduating in March. Woohoo. I was dreading my daily commute to my internship until I started listening to your podcast. Now I am actually excited to drive. Thank you for being so authentic and fun. Your podcast has been great to listen to in preparing for graduation slash starting practice. Love, Rachel. I really hope she didn't write that review while she was driving. Mm, I'm looking for punctuation or spelling mistakes. No, it seems pretty tidy. All right. And there's like parentheses and stuff. Okay. So I'm guessing she had to focus and be sitting to do that. Well, I appreciate, Rachel, you taking the time to remember to when you were not driving, write that review. Because I'm classic for like, while I'm driving, being like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then I never do. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Rachel. I really appreciate it. And a fun fact, 
This is the 99th <gasps> rating we have on Apple Podcasts. <gasps> so someone else gets to be the 100th rating. Okay, well, I think we have to... I think I have to do an intro still for next week because that's how I roll. By the seat of my pants. No, like, planning episodes out long, long term for us. Fly by the seat of your pants. What did I say? Roll. Roll by the seat. <laughs> you don't know what I'm doing in my pants. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> okay, well, anyways. We should make t-shirts with visual representations of all the things you've said. There that would not things. be enough room <clears throat> on the t-shirt okay so should we pray and then question and then read sure or and then talk yeah. okay sounds good go ahead and pray Fine. all right dear lord uh thank you for bringing us together again thank you for the opportunity to commune with people and communicate um help us help us when we are finding ourselves looking at all the ways that we are lacking and that we're not living up um, help us to see us through your eyes, through your grace, and knowing that we have you flowing through us and in us, um, and that we are loved at all times. Help us to be grateful for the things around us um, instead of looking at what we don't have, and help us to lift each other up. In your name we pray. Amen. And thank you for dentists. And thank you for dentists and dental records. Amen. <laughs> Double amen. Double amen. Okie dokie. So... Um, before we read the question, I do want to just say that this is a, we kind of budged this question before a lot of other questions that have been written in, but it's just, I've been getting DM after DM from student and chiropractor and talking to friends. Like, I think that this question really encapsulates a topic that needs to be discussed right now because of just like the overwhelm that's happening in 2020. Mm -hmm. So... Um, it was recently written in, but just because like if you wrote us back in June and we haven't covered it yet, like we have a whole log of questions. Yep. Um, so don't worry. It doesn't mean we're not going to answer your question. It means maybe you didn't make your question spicy enough. Right. Better questions. No, that's me. <laughs> I was joking. Um, okay. Do we need to give this person a alias? I always like giving them an alias. Yeah, I think that's smarter than, I mean, there's nothing to be embarrassed about here, but just in case. Yeah. Um, S uh, Sandy? No, Cynthia. No. Uh, um, Sammy? Sammy? I like Sammy. Okay. Okay. So Sammy writes, I'm desperately trying to find balance in my practice. My husband and I are both chiropractors and own the practice together. Homeschooling my children, maintaining my house and my own health while keeping my sanity. We are grateful to have a successful practice, but our goal is to bring on an additional chiropractor and or additional specialties so that our practice can run and make money without us always being there. Sometimes I feel like I am on a hamster wheel, constantly moving, but not making any progress. How can I get organized once and for all and be more effective and efficient so that I feel like we're making forward progress towards reaching our goals? That is a loaded question. That's a big one. That's like, how do I figure out life? Yeah. Why the hell did she write into us? She thinks she, we got our shit together. <laughs> Just kidding. We got great advice. Whether or not we're like, you know. I, f I feel like the the oncologist who smokes, like, I feel like I read a lot of stuff about this and I know a lot of things, but it's like I really struggle. It's something that I struggle with a lot, too. So, mm -hmm. like, I have all the knowledge, but I don't like, well, I don't have all the knowledge, but I have a lot of <laughs> no, knowledge. No, you got all the knowledge. But I don't practice what I preach all the time or I'm very, like... 
well, spastic about it. I think that that is a realistic thing, first of all. And one of the advice that we give her is that there's not going to be a finish line where you all of a sudden yeah, have everything are fixed. a different human and have fixed everything and practice 100% what you preach. We're all works in progress. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we jump in, I have like 17 prefaces. So, one, um, I want to be very conscious of toxic positivity in this episode. Okay. Um, so, it is actually a preface number two that, like, we're going to glaze over some huge, huge topics. Like, I could write seven episodes from this question covering, like, broad topics, toxic positivity being one that we will talk at once. But, like, it's basically the idea of, like... Girl, you got this. You just got to, like, wake up an hour earlier. Make sure your morning routine is tight. Make sure you're moving that body. Like, just keep smiling and swimming. We're all in this together. So, like, that's not that that's bad advice. I'm so glad you advice. don't talk that way. I do sometimes. Um, no, I mean in that voice. No, I'm a pessimist. So, like, that's never who yeah. I am. So, just in case you're ever worrying if you were going to get toxic positivity out of this cynical asshole... You won't. But no, I just want to be conscious of like that, that we're going to give advice, but not go there. Yep. Um, I guess the second one was that this is big and we are going to avoid so many rabbit holes and soapboxes on this because we got a lot of advice to give. That feels like a warning to me. That's a warning <laughs> to you over there, buddy. <laughs> oh, I read a book on this. Um, so, yeah. And then, I, you know, I guess just to get us started, I would just like to acknowledge the kind of just the general sense of overwhelm that's in that question mm -hmm. that I think anybody and everyone can relate to right now, at least at some point, you know, like yeah. I think that we probably, you know, some of us might just feel that every day, some of us might have days or weeks where we're like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. And then it hits us like a ton of bricks. Um, so if you are really relating to this, whether you're a question and you don't have to, or you're a student and you don't have to handle the homeschooling. like homeschooling, um, I just had someone DM me this morning and I had to like give them a list of episodes. So I felt like I would just share it here. Um, if you're feeling a lot of overwhelm, go back and re-listen to episodes four, six, 11, 26, 35, 42, 44. Bingo. Oh, fuck you. And 53. <laughs> um, and that's where I just stopped, like, kind of looking at the previous episodes. It wasn't like nothing was good after 53. But, like, just kind of looking back at our archives of, like... Those are good ones, too. First of all, we did a really bad job of naming episodes in the beginning. Oh, yeah. We were having fun with it and doing weird things and naming But, like, it's kind of hard to, like, you know, I think it's, like, one of the one of the episodes in the future of, like, how to do a podcast and not make mistakes we learn. Of like, I was looking back and I'm like, I think that's the episode that Christy Wick was on. And I'm pretty sure this is what we talked about. So it gets better. So, um, but yeah, so like go back and re-listen to those episodes, um, you know, for some motivation. Well, and I think going back to your point is everyone, a lot of people are feeling this way right now. And, you know, we can say you can point to COVID as being like the thing that's like, oh, my God, I just can't. I think a lot of people were already really close to that or had like a buzzing feeling of too much and I can't do anymore. And then COVID was the thing that like tipped him over the edge. So I don't think it's a, well, if I can just survive COVID, then I'll go back to normal life. And I was doing that really great. I don't think we were doing life really great no. anyway. 
No, I mean, we don't know Sammy, but I'm pretty sure she's like all of us. She had multiple balls in the air. Um, so it sounds like she's really deep down the road of like the comparison year mm-hmm. that you hear a lot of like small business owners um, and entrepreneurs or like hell, just everyone struggling with of like comparing what they thought their child's third grade should look like, what they thought their child's senior year should look like, what they thought their first year out of school should look like. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a lot of like being stuck on that thought process of this should be different than it is currently right now. Yeah. And I mean, that's generally the idea of where most pain or trauma or stress comes from is the idea that the way things are isn't the way that they should be and that you're doing something wrong or you need to do more or just focusing on what isn't. And and that's where stress that's the that's across every faith tradition that's across psychology is the mental focus on what's happening isn't what I want and then kind of looping that or finding that in everything you do. And it's weird, the like self-sabotage that we do with this, because like, so one of my soapboxes that I've kind of, I've fallen prey to myself personally, and I do it, but like women calling themselves hot messes, like it's on t-shirts. And I don't have a strong opinion on this. Like I could be like waved either way, but like I've kind of been for a while going like, I'm not sure that I like this and I see problems with it. And what I, I feel like, is first of all, it's the very big defense mechanism of like, you can't call me a hot mess. I'm calling myself a hot mess. Mm. And so it's that like, ha ha, I'm laughing at myself. So you can't make me feel bad about myself because I'm in on the joke also. And I'm like, so that's kind of where it starts of like, huh. But then what I do is I feel like it by saying like, gosh, I'm such a hot mess is it's holding on to this idea of what I should be instead of what I am right now. Mm -hmm. And so I I just struggle with it because it kind of goes with this thing of like, you know, well, you should be thinner. You should be at a place in your career where you should be able to bring on another chiropractor. You should be this. And so it's just kind of like, instead of addressing the like deeper part of why am I like letting go of all that should, it's just mm-hmm. easier to laugh and be like, oh, I don't have my life together. And it's like, oh, but there's a lot of pain that you're just like laughing and covering up with that T-shirt and that messy bun. Yep, I can see that. I, another way too, I, and the funny thing is, is where I like am getting some of this stuff. A lot of it used to be like, oh, I read a spiritual book or I listened to a talk. I've been getting like spiritual TikTok now. Like they know I like that stuff. <laughs> So I saw this one the other day that said your brain will answer the your brain is a answering machine. So it will answer what you ask it. So if all the time you're going, why am I always late? Why am I such a hot mess? Why do I always mess things up? If you put a question out there, your brain will like pop in with examples and go like, here's why. Here's an example. Like, yep, you are. What if you started asking the question more of like, why am I always so blessed? Why has my life worked out so well? Like, why? A question for you, not giving it. Mm-hmm. Why is that idea so absurd? Like, as soon as you started saying that, I'm like, I would never ask, like, 
why am I just so blessed? Like, why am I so damn good looking? I think I think a lot of people, well, I think maybe specifically for you or for people who are like driven and who accomplish a lot of things, I think there's a lot of underlying fear that if they are okay with what is or happy about what's happening, that they'll lose any motivation to change or take action. Yes, absolutely. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, some of like the most Zen chill people are people who've written a bunch of books and gone across the country speaking. And I mean, unless you have the underlying assumption that they aren't happy and it's all a... A ruse? A ruse. I don't think that. I don't. Well, some of them, I definitely think that. Um, (laughs) No, but just like I would never... Okay, so like if I'm looking at our, okay, no, here's a different reason is I think I don't ask why when something is going well, I attribute and I validate, well, I've been going to the gym. Well, we spent a lot of time on coming up with a creative marketing plan and now it's paying off in numbers. Well, why are my kids so polite? Well, because we are disciplined. Like, so it's so you still bring it back to like the the force and the well i mean even even those things even with all of that you can you can have a gratitude practice and then go like but i got that i'm grateful for my house but i got that house because i worked my butt off like it's still okay to have that feeling of gratitude there's at least a feeling of gratitude and happiness and then a jump back into but i got that through hard work and beating other people at least for a second you're going like that is a good thing when you go like asking the question like why am i such a hot mess you feel bad from the start and then you have examples that also make you feel bad if you start from a place of good or go like why do things always work out for me so much you at least feel that feeling internally of going like things do actually work out for me like i'm here i'm quite happy my problem is we want to hire an associate that means we have a big enough and successful enough business that we can create jobs and serve more people that's really great. And then you can go into the ego thing of, but I made that at least for a second. Mm-hmm. You like opened your soul up. Yeah. So yeah, like, you know, just trying to stop that negative. Why am I such a mess? At least ask the next question immediately after of like, why do I feel the need to call myself a hot mess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when back to the question. <laughs> We said we weren't going to do this didn't, during your explanation. All I wanted to do was be like, or like also just go listen to an episode of morbid on Jeffrey Dahmer and be like, Hey, I didn't get murdered today. Why didn't I get murdered today? You are really into this podcast. I am like down, down the rabbit hole. Okay. So I think that I love Sammy and I like picture just, like all these angels cheering and being like, yay, she finally broke. Like she finally is letting go of that. You know, like you talked about this pre I, this idea that pre COVID everything was great. And now is just the homeschooling aspect of COVID. Yeah. That's really, it's like, nah, girl, it was probably a mess before too. And so like, I just pictured, she made it till to October of 2020. She like Mm-hmm. put in a lot of months of stress of COVID before she finally broke. And I'm happy because in my opinion, you need to break, but and like, and you don't need to like 
blow up your life. No, you, you don't, don't gotta have like, to have a rock bottom per se. No, if you're, but yeah. like you kind of need to have this breakdown, even if it's for an afternoon or, you know, an hour where you're just like, this is not working. Mm-hmm. This is not working. I need to write to a podcast. Well, and it's funny because it's almost like her question is like, um, help me keep this chaos working. Like, how can I organize my life enough so I can just keep the hamster meal, hamster wheel going? And yeah. it's like, mm, we're going to give you some tactical shit. But, like, I encourage you to step off the hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it is never-ending. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. And your kids are going to go back to school and you're not going to be homeschooling anymore. And you're going to have that uh, associate. And guess what? You're going to be writing in again, being like, hey, Lauren, it's Sammy again. Yeah, that was that. the one sentence that stood out is how can I get organized once and for all? Mm. Like, and I feel like everyone does that. Oh, is, F, yeah. And when can I just lose this weight once and for all so I can be skinny forever and happy and finally happy? Yeah. When get can our I business see enough to a place? Yeah. Or, yeah, get our routines down so that we're not stressing. And it. you have to enjoy the process because the only thing there is is process. Mm-hmm. There is... And no the grave. Dest- yeah, there's no destination. And that's been one of the really cool things. When you look at almost all spiritual teachers, they talk about how they still struggle with things. And I love Ramdas, and he said, like, when people. Wait, be- is Ramdas dead? He's, he is dead now, yeah. He died f- a few months ago. Um, but when people were asking him, even late in his Do life. Do you know how he died? Was it, was it morbid? I'm sorry. I'll stop coming back to that. He had a stroke a few years ago, um, and then eventually his health just deteriorated. Way to make it awkward. Sorry. You're sorry, so Ramadas. Okay, anyways, what was he saying? So, you know, people saw him as this guru, as this, like, completed person who would achieve nirvana. And so when people would come to him and say, like, well, how did you get rid of your anger? And he would say... I, I didn't like I still get angry I use that as kind of what you're saying of like it's a good thing you break like it's a good thing you get mad because that's an opportunity to work with that emotion to know that something that's stressing you is an opportunity to work on yourself on your spirituality on your business on your temper each of those things is is a wake-up call to you that something is wrong that you need to dig down into yeah. So. And our timelines for this shit, we have like zero patience for ourselves. It's oh, like, yeah. Sammy's going to listen to this episode and be like, great. Got it. Yep. Got it. I'll work on that. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then like two weeks later, she's going to be like, damn it. Nothing changed. <laughs> you know? So it's like, we just as these little earthlings have these, this idea that change needs to, if we're really got our shit together and we're not a hot mess, then when we hear advice... We would put it into action, and like a month later, you should be able to tell the results. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, you know, I don't, we don't know how old her kids are, but like, if she looks back and compares herself as an adult to herself as an adult five years ago, I guarantee you, you know, like you're gonna be really proud of some of the growth that you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. So in this process, five years from now, you're gonna look back and. I don't know matter. I, I believe that unless she all of a sudden becomes like a raging alcoholic and leaves her family and like, you know, there'd be a lesson in that, too. There would be. There would be. But like maybe five years from now, she hasn't figured it out. Yeah. So hypothetically, as long as you stay as a mom and like I was going to say married, but like, oh, God, 
There's a lesson in that, too. So, anyways, I believe five years from now, you'll be able to look back and see that no matter what you did, your actions and innate intelligence kind of still drove you through progressing and evolving as becoming a better human. Yep. I Yep. And that's why we were saying kind of the thank God you broke. Thank God for this stress. Like, it's the opportunity to find and learn new things and try a different way. Okay. So let's give her some actual advice now that we've. So I would say that if you have not, you know, I think that, um, you know, you and I just did this pretty much this month because, you know, we had an associate move away. We building a building. We're doing all these things. We really had no mind. And so it's finally like, OK, COVID's not gone yet. Mm -hmm. We need to you know, we're going to be having our 2021 annual meeting planning Soon, meeting yeah. in a month and a half. Um, and so it's like this moment of like, okay, let's reassess. And I, if you haven't done that yet, 2020 and the idea that virtual schooling is happening and we don't know when you're going to be able to have an event, well, you know, like where you can fill the room with 40 people and mm -hmm. give a really motivational talk and they all sign in as new patients. Like, it's a good time now to reassess the family structure and a lot of those goals. Yeah. And actually writing down like what your goals are and prioritizing them and putting them actually down on paper. This isn't an exercise where you just like have a glass of wine and chat about all the things you want to do. Those are dreams. Those are ideas. Those aren't goals. Because what happens when you actually start to write down your goals and start to make your plans for how you're going to achieve them is you start to see the conflicts and you realize where you need to prioritize. So you could say we want to grow by 50 percent and we want to hire an associate and we want to go on nine family trips and we want to lose 30 pounds each. And then when you start to like lay out the steps of how all those are going to happen, you're going to see that there may not be enough time to do all of those simultaneously. So you may need to prioritize one over the other for the short term while keeping all of them long term mm -hmm. or dialing back some of the goals or realizing that you need more help. But none of that happens until you actually start to write them down and rank order them. Yeah, because when you write them down, like there's kind of hopefully this moment of like, especially if you're doing those kind of goals, those are crazy goals. Um, you know, you go like, well, I would hope there's almost like a laughable moment of like, this is a lot to expect right now. But if you don't write them down, your brain just kind of jumps from one problem to the next throughout mm -hmm. your day of like, okay, you wake up and you were going to try intermittent fasting because you're trying to lose 20 pounds and then you're really, really hungry. So then up. Oh, failed that goal and then you like go on to get your kids started with school and they can't do math as well as you thought and like oh and so you kind of just like jump throughout your day and what reminding is, yourself it, it's of, like your body wants or your brain wants to focus on the thing it's not doing so like that's while what you, i was saying oh like, you're trying to get the kids ready you're like gosh i really should check those emails and get started on that and it's like you just end up being terrible at everything because you're feeling bad that you're not doing the other thing and you almost like reverse your day of you're a bad parent because you're worried about work while you're with your kids and you're bad at work because yeah. you're feeling like you want to be with your kids. Amen. So once you've written down your goals, um, I also recommend kind of looking at um, the family structure. We don't know anything about how old her kids are, how much time she's in clinic, how much her husband 
Samuel does. Samuel, so Sammy and Sammy? Sam and Sammy. He wouldn't go by Sammy. What if his buddies call him Sammy? Well, not around her. She, he, they don't. Like, we'll say Samuel. Um, so, like, if you guys kind of, you know, defaulted to a very stereotypical to mm. chiropractors situation where it's like, okay, well, the kids want their mom. And, you know, so I'll kind of handle the home. While you keep the so you're saying like she alive. dialed back her clinic hours to do the homeschooling right. while he like is that still working? Like maybe mm-hmm. you made a default call back in March and April when numbers dropped or whatever, and you're like, well, it'll just be temporary. And then when you found out that fall, you know, like okay, is there a day or even a shift that maybe Samuel needs to be homeschooling and cut, kind of cut back just from his morning shift, and then you can be in practice adjusting by yourself. You know, like, we don't know yeah. what's going on, but, like, those are the kind of things of, like, maybe you said, okay, well, you're going to handle the home, and somehow, like, grocery shopping got mm. lumped in there. Can Samuel take back grocery shopping on his lunch break? You know, like, just really dialing in all of the responsibilities that being a parent and entrepreneur has and kind of going like okay we've kind of made that in my bucket yep. can you take anything in your bucket because i am writing into podcasts <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's distracting uh, we have to call him sam because when you keep calling samuel i keep picturing him as amish <laughs> with like a beard and so when he's going to get groceries he's like taking his buggy and his horse and the reason he can't homeschool the kids is because he can't use the computer <laughs> Okay, fine. Sam, Sam. So you can stop with with that. Um, so, yeah. So I would say, you know, looking at your family goals, mm-hmm. like reassessing financial goals, career goals for both of you, and really having kind of that annual meeting with each other of like, okay, and not comparing it to what 2019 was or what you think 2021 should be. Like, there's a whole difference between, like, having goals, but, like, having yeah. realistic of, plan, like, but what about right now? Yeah, plan with what's in front of you and with the expectation that things are going to continue as they are. And then if you are pleasantly surprised and everything goes away or we're back to life as normal, that's great. Then you can really adjust quickly with that. But plan for what's in front of you. Yeah. Um, so as far as getting organized, she asked about getting organized. I would say... The first place I would start there is getting organized with your money Mm -hmm. and really understanding where's the money coming from, how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, because it sounds like she kind of throws in the like, we want to be able to get another chiropractor for like this mental aspect. It sounds like the story they're telling themselves is they can't afford one yet. Yeah, I would imagine so, because if it was making money hand over fist and had, you know all this extra money, but, and wanted more time, you'd use your money to buy more time. Right. And so I would say, start with this conversation of money and the extra chiropractor and going like, okay, is that true? Can we not afford someone Mm -hmm. right now? Um, because there's lots of creative, uh, payment options. Like you can do salary, you can do a higher commission base. Um, you know, could you downsize, at home so you are not spending as much money 
Yeah. And then you can afford to, you know, like if you can cut $10,000 from your annual, what you're spending, mm-hmm. which really isn't that much, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, then if we just do this and this, all we would need to do is see 10 more patients a week and this associate would pay for themselves. Yeah. And look at what you're doing already, too, of, you know, you guys are husband and wife running the same practice right now. If you go on a week long vacation, are you shutting down and losing ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars like having an associate and you're going to take two vacations a year anyway? And those numbers barely dip at all like that is part of the equation of so you get how the they- mental health aspect of being able to step away and like. Yeah, you don't lose that income. Yeah. So, you know, it could be a simple realization of like, well, we brought in $200,000 this year. Well, 2020 is a weird (laughs) look at 2019. And you go like, all right. And that included two weeks where we were away, you know, and you start budgeting of like, okay, if we didn't have those lapses, you know. And patients are going to shift, so it's not going to be... Yeah, it's not a full loss, but you but can like, see you see those dips in those months where you take a week off or whatever. Yeah, and so it is just one of those things where, like, if you're just ethereally talking about, like, well, I don't think we can afford an associate until we get to 250 people a week or until we're collecting this amount, is that the truth? Yeah, and the numbers won't lie they are what they are you can look at them and look at the trends and kind of know what is true Mm -hmm. um because yeah it sounds like you know either a you mentally need to um make this work Mm -hmm. or we need to restructure things because like how you're how you're living right now that doesn't sound that doesn't sound fun and this process needs to be fun even though COVID sucks donkey balls like We need to make this as fun as possible because this is your life. You are living your life right now. Yep. And whatever you're doing now, this is the thing we talk to our eight-year-old about, especially when she's doing something that's kind of necessary, but she is miserable about if we're saying like, oh, you have to do 15 minutes of math homework and she is just livid about it. You go, you're going to do this for the next 15 minutes whether you hate it or whether you love it, whether you see it as a punishment or an opportunity, this is what's happening for the next 15 minutes. Your choice. So, Sammy, you're going to be doing this for the next 15 years. <laughs> you know, I mean, but that that's this is the restructure. And this yeah. is the like honest moment of like, OK. And you know what? She might say. So that because like for me, I, you know, so in our area, our kids are in school, but there's like rumors that we're going virtual. We're going to be forced. And I have patients being like, oh, man, I'm like, yeah, it's really going to fuck with Kirby's work life. (laughs) (laughs) So like, you know, for me, but like so maybe Sammy goes, oh, no, I wouldn't want Sam to I I truly wouldn't want that. Mm -hmm. But then she gives herself that thing of like, okay, I've been kind of telling myself this story that like homeschooling is adding this extra stressor, but I actually don't want to give it up. And I kind of like it. Yeah. Our brain doesn't want us to like it. There's that moment where you go like he should be doing more of this. And then if some and then if like you actually dug into it and went like, how would you feel if that actually happened? And you go like, oh, no, I, I don't want that. Okay, remember that, like, be, be joyful that you found that out about yourself, that this is actually what you want and try and stay there. 
instead of like, you're going to lose it again. Everyone always loses it. Like there is no person who's Zen all the time, but yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. Where are we at here now? Uh, we were talking about looking at their money, looking at what's actually true. Um, thinking about organizing and prioritizing goals. Okay. So as far as like the organizing life thing, I mean, is that where like the free to folk, some of the stuff from free to free to focus? Yeah, would come I, and, in? I, and I think that's a thing of there are there's a lot of people out there with with solutions or with ideas around this. Uh, we've been reading the book Free to Focus. Um, I I like it. I've been. It's very corporate. Yeah, I mean, so many of those things are though. Well, and the thing too is like this is. I would like to see a like person, a woman, write Free to Focus, okay. not because Michael Hyatt isn't the bomb, but like I just I would like the Free to Focus from. Um, like a stay-at-home mom yeah. perspective. Because when you read it, it's very like, find the drudgery and then delegate that to your minions. And it's like, well, my minions are three years old and 18 months. So, they do a really bad job of folding the laundry. I told them to wash the car and they didn't get it done. Yeah. So I would love, but anyway, so some of the concepts. So I'm not necessarily saying read free to focus. You can. Yeah. I, I think some of the things that come out of it are, are good. And it's definitely a worthwhile book to read and take what you can from it. Um, some of the things that it sounds like you might be struggling with is with a bunch of different balls in the air. A lot of times you do rapid task switching versus batching. So thinking about I'm going to do this block of work. I'm going to focus on getting all of the accounting or the numbers analysis to see if we can afford an associate. That's going to be Friday and I'm not going to do the laundry that day. I'm not going to worry if the dishes are washed. I'm not going to worry about patients that day. Sam's going to do that day. I'm going to do this whole thing so that I can get into the zone and fully get to the bottom of it. Because if you try to do that 20 minutes at a time, well, then going and checking on the kids and where they're at in their Zoom class. Well, uh, it's funny because one of the ending chapters of Free to Focus talks about how, uh, remember they talk about that machine that they tried um, creating or like, oh, like the focus, the thing. Like a, so yeah, so I can hear Sammy going like, well, yeah, how would that work though? With my kids will interrupt me. That's great. But what they found is you could create this bubble basically that would keep other people from distracting you. But then they found that you actually distract yourself likely way more than your kids. So I'm not saying mm -hmm. that your kids, so you, yes, you could be like, I'm going to sit down and spend 30 minutes plant creating this marketing flyer. And yeah, there's a good chance your kids will be like, mom, my computer froze. Mom, I don't know what to do next. Mom, do we have scissors? Whatever. I don't know how old our kids are. Um, but, and th that you don't have much control over. But if you analyzed and said like, okay, my kids are going to interrupt me. That's going to happen. I'm not going to interrupt me mm -hmm. for the next 30 minutes. That is where you'll probably be like, oh, shit, I am my worst enemy. And oh, I've yeah. been kind of like blaming it on. I just can't get anything done because the kids inter interrupt me every five minutes. And it's like they probably do interrupt you a lot. But so does the notifications that somebody posted a photo of you on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then like, gosh, I'm just going to load the dishwasher quick. And oh, the dryer went off. And like and then Sam messaged me that blah, 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 you know, things like that. He can't text. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would say one of the big things from the book, though, that is good. And it kind of gets back to the goals and writing out your goals and your plan. Uh, one of the biggest thing I've liked from it is the takeaway of planning out your whole week and breaking down three things you're going to accomplish each day mm -hmm. so that it allows your brain to go today. I am doing this marketing work and I'm not going to let myself get distracted with the accounting work because the accounting work is happening on Thursday and I know it's going to happen on Thursday. You feel good about it. So the accounting doesn't get to mess with your. Yeah, you don't go check QuickBooks quick and update that spreadsheet quick because that's happening on Thursday and you know it will get done Thursday. Today is marketing day, so I'm going to actually stay here and actually do this. Um, so that's been one. And, and the big three things each day, what are the three things that if I get done today will be a success? So I don't know about you, but I have to-do lists that have 12 things on them and I can accomplish eight of them. But then I go like, yeah, I was all over the place because I was thinking about 12 things and I didn't even get four of them done and the day is a failure to me. But on days where I go like, here are three substantial things that if these get done, everything else is gravy. I get those three things done. I do still have the 12 things, but I don't beat myself as up as much about the things that didn't get done. And I also prioritize those big three instead of going like, well, I got 10 things done. I didn't get two really key things done, though. Right. Yep. So I, th I think those are all all good things and it's a worthwhile book to read but there's a bunch of other ones too i'm not saying it's better than no. other ones so um and just looking at kind of back combining what i said earlier of reassessing so she's talking about like kids career physical fitness and um you know back i have no idea what episode it was but we had kate jones on and she talked about this concept of stacking um, and I think it would apply if you allowed this to, it's this idea of like, so, all right, let's say that you like to run and that brings you, you know, that's kind of like your meditation. It's your physical fitness. That's great. And before it was working, cause it was ticking off multiple things for you. That's why you chose running over like weightlifting or something like that. But now you've got homeschool. And you need to make sure that, like, your kids get Fayette in. Okay. It, you could either insist on keeping running in your life and then figuring out how to get your kids motivated and running. Or can you play kickball with your children? They get their Fayette. You get your physical fitness in. Does it mean that you don't won't get to run ever again? No, it just means, like, would life be a little less stressful if you made a swap or like, you know, can you, you know, so much of schooling is life skills. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we as parents know this, like, um, especially, well, I was going to say, especially elementary, but it's even more so in high school where it's like a lot of, when you talk to, um, I have somebody who comes to the clinic. I don't know what their profession is, but they have a master's basically in education. And so they deeply understand like how K through 12 is laid out. And they deeply understand beyond math, grammar, science, and history, what like is happening cognitively during that There's age. There's like what you're being tested on, but... But behind there's the also, scene, it's yeah, what you're learning as a person. If you were a, a seventh grade teacher, you would know that in addition to learning 
all of this stuff the kids are going to be tested on. This is also a time where children are going through puberty. And so they're learning these skills of self-confidence and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, like all that to say, whether no matter what the age of your kids are, what kind of life skills can you help them learn at home that takes stuff off your plate? Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, no matter their age, like, okay, can they be learning meal prepping? Can they be learning? And if you think, because I think what we do, I don't know, we don't homeschool, like, we kind of homeschool, but like there's this guilt as a parent of like, I can't, no, 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 no. From eight to three, they need to be learning stuff. And we feel like I can't have them cutting vegetables. And it's like, oh, wait, but realistically, you don't think, look at yourself yeah. as a stressed out 30 something. You don't think that them learning to meal prep or how to create a grocery list or how to organize a family eating isn't going to show up later in life. Like, and hello. In, and in career <laughs> and in their own lives. Well, and the other thing too is, is, is this is something I can hear the, the objection to. And it's something I do of, um, when it is that like teaching your kids to, to help you meal prep or to help you prepare dinner, you go like, that sounds great, but sounds I only have 20 minutes to do it, and it's going to take an hour if I spend time observing and teaching and watching over them. That's the loop that people get in that long-term hurts them. When you figure out how to teach someone and get them to do it, yeah, it is an hour this time, and it's 50 minutes next time, and it's 40 minutes next time, but in a few weeks when you've taught them, you know, let's say they're nine or 10 of over the next month, you teach them how to prepare some simple things. Then you get the huge return of zero minutes of your time when you go like, hey, I need you to make a salad and grill some chicken. I'm really sorry. I have this thing I have to work on right now. But like, can you do that? Once you've actually taught someone to do it, you can get those returns. You'll never, ever get those returns if you're doing saying like, oh, I'll just do this 20 minutes, I'll just cook it myself. I'll just do it in 20 minutes. Yeah. But then they don't have that skill and they can never pay you back. Well, and we do that. It's such a waste of time thing as parents for life skills, um, but we wouldn't for academic skills. So like if I spent, you know, again, an hour with my third grader, showing her how to fold laundry and just being like, oh my God, I am going to bang my head against a wall. It's just easier for me to fold laundry. Mm -hmm. I would have that as a parent, yet I would never, if I spent an hour with her um, doing flashcards of division exercises, I would never be like slamming my head against a wall being like, oh my God. I could answer these in 10 minutes. I just wasted it. Yeah, I could answer these in 10 minutes. <laughs> You know, like we do this for, we put so much emphasis on homeschooling in this academic world and mm -hmm. not nearly enough in like, okay, you're homeschooling. These are life skills. When you talk to professional homeschoolers, like we have these parents in clinic, you know, that like they've been doing this for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Like they carry a piece about them of like, they understand the curriculum. And then you just have us parents who are like, I, I mean... They should just be memorizing facts all day long, right? And it's like, I don't think that's what school's all about. So give yourself a break there. So anyways, yeah, just finding out how you can 
look at what is your plate of responsibilities like that you and Sam have decided mm. like this is kind of your your arena this is my arena there's going to be obviously so much overlap and then figuring out how you can mesh worlds of like okay mm -hmm. can the kids benefit from helping with any of this and uh, you know maybe one of your three things of that day is like all right Instead of me taking 20 minutes to quick go on Pinterest and make a grocery list and then like order groceries from walmart.com, I'm going to spend, like this is one of my three, I'm going to spend time with my 15-year-old showing her how we use it. Like, how I do this every This week. is one of my three things. Yep. Like, and so it's not stressful because it's like I am teaching, so you're combining like you're taking that stress off. And mm -hmm. so it's it's a complicated question. And I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of it comes down to, I think, I think the practical steps of setting out your goals and actually prioritizing them and looking at how you're going to accomplish them. Everyone's answer is going to be different, but that process is what teaches you. So we can give tips on each of the areas of each of the balls that she's juggling. But if in the end, those aren't priority or that's not how she would prioritize them, then it doesn't matter. So it, a yeah. lot of it is you two deciding or if your kids are older they're in on that conversation too mm -hmm. so as a family you look at your priorities you look at your timelines of what you want to accomplish um and and you start making those steps because there's so many things if you say like getting a associate is you know priority one and we need to get that done there's financial things there's systems things that you need to do that you otherwise wouldn't do and shouldn't do mm -hmm. if it's not a priority yep absolutely so well, we wish you the best of luck, Sammy. Know that, like, you're not alone. Yeah. You are so not alone. Um, this is <laughs> this is what everyone is going through, and, like, it's going to continue. So I would say the biggest, biggest takeaway is figure out how to stop telling yourself that comparison story, that mm -hmm. it should be different, that you are doing life wrong. You're not. You're doing life exactly how... It got you here and it's yep. got you reevaluating and that's great. And um, moving forward, I think the only piece that really needs to change is you learning how to enjoy this life that you're you're living and participating in, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, if there are some major changes that need to happen, fantastic. If there's not really and it just needs to be a mental shift of like, no, things are, things are pretty damn good and, you know like that's okay also yeah and and always remember that it's an ongoing process of you can go through a retreat weekend where you go through all this goal setting and organizing and whatever and then in two weeks you still feel bad about a certain aspect cool tweak it like the whole idea that we're gonna like finally get it figured out and then it'll run as a pure smooth system <laughs> is so show me anyone or any organization or anything that has done that where they took one time, figured it out and then let it run. And I will be amazed. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right. Thank you so much for writing in. Um, we love getting your questions and we, you know, try and do our best of like incorporating questions in the show, but then also allowing some episodes that we can do like a deep dive on something. Cause yep. you know, when it is a question, it, you do feel like you have to give, 
Like, well, I'm just going to go down this one specific rabbit hole of this. And you're like, we didn't really answer my question. So keep sending the questions in. Um, if you have a question, I highly recommend you go to sheslicepodcast.com mm -hmm. and formally submit it. Yes. That way it actually goes into an organized place instead of my DMs. It goes into an email folder that Lauren can't delete things from. Because <laughs> she's an email deleter instead of like leaving them there so they can get searched later. So I don't delete questions. I know. I'm saying it goes into a folder that you don't delete from. But if you just Correct. would go to your normal, you would end up being like, oh, well, I think I answered something like that. So I'll just delete that. So she doesn't get to delete those. Right. Yes. And um, if you are listening, go write a review. And maybe you're the hundredth review and we will read it next week. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Until next week. Um, and we release a new episode. Go listen to Morbid. <laughs> <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> Bye, G-Slayers. Bye. Hey, G-Slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCAD because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.